The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your February 2nd, Tuesday, February 2nd edition. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I am here with the one, the only, he's making a lot of noise in the background, if you can't tell, but Will I Am Will Harris. How you doing today, buddy? There was no sound in the background, you crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> You're making all these you know. squeaks and, and noises in the background. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm going to introduce you. Oh, oh you my God. Wait a second here. Great. I mean, this is us, so, you know, everyone knows, you know, our <laughs> rapport. But it's great to be on, uh, talk another day of DFS. Uh, unfortunately, you know, hopefully we won't have a postponement tomorrow, but it looks like we may. Yeah, and um, I guess good thing it's it's the last game. Well, no, not good thing it's the last game. Uh, but at least this time we also have another game that starts late. So if it does get canceled, you can make pivots at best as as best as you can. But um, yeah, I don't know how much we'll be talking about that game, and I don't. And to be honest, I don't know how much exposure I would even want, just knowing that there's a high possibility of it being canceled. True, true. It's a lot <laughs> worse for fantasy than it is for DFS. So yeah, and and today it was, uh, or last night was very. We record these late the night before, so I guess I could say today was very um, – it just stunk that the late game, which was 9, every other game started early, 7.30, 8-ish, and then we had one late game, and it got canceled about three minutes before the tip-off. So if you had Jokic or if you had anybody from that that game, it was just ouch. Um, But hopefully we don't have that again even though it's the same time as the the late game is the one that could be canceled. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to talk six games. We're back on it. You were with Mike last last week. I didn't listen to your guys' podcast because I already knew what to expect, but I heard <laughs> some things. Um, I, I heard some things that you guys were, weren't being so, so nice, and I'm over here, and I have feelings too. Uh, <laughs> you you uh, can't listen to gossip. I mean, it's just nasty rumors all over the internet, especially Twitter. I mean, you can't believe that stuff. Yeah, that, then that's why I don't listen to you guys. Huh? I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be out here playing playing my own game. I don't need you, Rodney McGruber. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. As as somebody calls him, Rodney McGruber. Or <laughs> we didn't do you that bad. <laughs> and uh, I I like how Draymond took took a page out of our. He purposely announced his name wrong or pronounced yeah. his name wrong, which was kudos kudos to him. I liked it. I I. I encouraged it um yeah but yeah <laughs> we have a we're back at the seven seven o'clock start time here uh we have one game at seven one at seven thirty two at eight and two at ten and six total um and I'm, I'm excited to get into it and before we do get into that i do want to shout out one of our presenting sponsors that is my bookie and uh i love my bookie i i bet on it Nightly, I should. I was gonna say daily, but nightly because that's pretty much where all the sports happen or nighttime right now. Uh, and I cannot wait. They're gonna have. They have great lines on all your all the sports, NBA related bets, uh, NFL. I'm, I'm assuming when MLB comes back. I, I didn't get to them when there was baseball that much last year. Uh, but I'm excited for the Super Bowl, man. We have 
less than a week from today, we're going to get into the Super Bowl. I'm assuming most people are going to be betting on it. Right now, it's three and a half point spread, and that's going to change. But if you know me, you don't. You know that I don't give my stamp of approval out too easily. I still don't like Will, and I've known him for a while. But to earn it, you <laughs> got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there. Period. It's as simple as signing up, enter the promo code Hoopball H O L P B A L L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. I also want to throw out a. Um, I am I. I can't get the words out right now. But I also want to throw out a shout out. Throw a shout out. There we go. Throw a shout out to our guys over at Manscaped. And guys, there is Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. So uh, whether you are a if you are a female listening to this, a guy would love this or vice versa. Um, Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for what it, wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Uh, two million men are using already using Manscaped products to groom, so make sure you're one of them. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. I've mentioned it many times on here, but it's full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Uh, And let's be real, they also come with awesome boxers. That's my favorite part. (laughs) The boxers are incredibly... Just they just feel incredible. That's all I can say. Uh, they're high performance anti shaping boxers. Uh, they come with refined cologne, the signature scent by Manscaped, uh, and, and a bunch of other things. But to get this perfect package, all you have to do is go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code hoopball twenty h o o p b a l l b a l l two zero. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with that code. Again, that's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code hoopball twenty. So have a ha- have a happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. And with all that, man, let's get right into this, the goodness. We have a first game if of the Toronto Raptors at the Orlando Magic. This game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't have many lines. We only have uh, we have three of the six, so we have 50%. But this one does not have one of the lines. On the injury report for the Raptors, we have a pretty big one. Uh, but we have OG Anunoby is out. Uh, and Norman Powell, I'm just going to mention the two big guys. And Norman Powell is questionable. On the Magic side, we have the same same names with uh, Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, Fultz, Isaac. But now we have Aaron Gordon, who's going to miss the next four to six weeks. He adds to the growing list of Magic playmakers that are out. Uh, knowing that, we're going to start with the Toronto side, which is the road team. But um, without OG and possibly again without Powell, uh, we're looking at a slim roster, and we're going to get probably another Terrence Davis start. Uh, and then we have the older man, Aaron Baines, playing pretty well lately, and he's probably going to get another start. But where are you looking at on the Raptors' side? And do you think this game can stay competitive enough to where they can hit value? I think it will stay competitive because with Aaron Gordon out, you know, that kind of equivalates to OG being out. So they're both going to be banged up. Norman Powell could play, could not. So you have to wait to see closer to tip-off to see if he's going to play. But uh, two guys I'm loving at a very reasonable price 
are, you mentioned already, Terrence Davis. He's been starting the last few games. He's not been playing incredible, but he's been playing pretty good and worthy of a $4,000 price range. And another guy you may not have heard about, Utah Watanabe. Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. I love it. <laughs> he's been getting minutes lately. Uh, 19 minutes last game, 24 in the game before. With these injuries, you know, he's come out of nowhere. And if there's any team that finds talent that you've never heard of and turns them into a star, it's the Toronto Raptors. And uh, with him coming in the last two games, getting up big minutes, putting up good fantasy production, uh, I think he's a great, great look. Great cheap option if you're going to go big on the rest of your lineup. He's only at 3700 So definitely make sure if uh, Norman Powell sits out, I think you probably want to lock him in your lineup if you can. Yeah, I, I like that too. If Norman Powell sits out, uh, Terrence Davis is probably going to get the start. But they're, they've are they been chopping the minutes up. I think you can see Guantanamo Bay play, playing about 20 or so minutes, maybe 24. That's enough for him to hit value. Even, even high teens, 19 that he played last game, that's enough for him to hit value, and, and I like that too as long as Norman Powell doesn't play. If Powell plays, then I'm not going to go to either of those guys right. just because he's going to be another body to cut into that. And if he's playing 30, 34, he was playing in the 40s, high 30s the last few games that he played. If he even gets to a little over 30, that cuts the, the ceiling of or even the floor off, out from under those guys, <clears throat> even with OG out. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm there with you on those. Uh, two other guys, I, I do want to take a look at this center battle, too, because they're both fairly cheap. Uh, Bobby Boucher is already down under 5K for the first time in what feels like forever. He was on fire before, and then just lately he just hasn't played. Uh, he hit 30 minutes one time in the last uh, since the 16th of January in the last couple weeks. Yeah, like so, nine games. Yeah, in the last three games he hasn't hit 20 minutes. So, I mean – it's it struggle city out there, but if he if this is a matchup where they the magic turn to uh, play Ken Burke a lot a lot an extra couple minutes, um, then maybe they play two centers at on the uh, the Raptor side. Maybe they have Boucher out there for an, a couple extra minutes with Baines, but I don't expect that. But that's something I want to keep an eye on just in case we get something in the news. Uh, I'm not too high on. I, I really like Siakam Van Vliet and Lowry in this matchup. But I just don't – I know you said you, you think it might be close. I'm not sure how close the, – the Magic are just too be, so beat up right now. I'm not sure um, if it's going to stay competitive enough, competitive enough for me to want to keep this matchup going. But if I am going to look at one of these guys, I will look at uh, Siakam, I think, just because they don't really have anybody that can play him right now. Aaron Gordon wasn't the greatest of defenders, but outside of him, you're, they're going to play Gary Clark more. And then – there's Okeke's back as well. He's off the injury report, so he should be playing. Uh, I don't think he's going to play a couple that too many minutes, so I'll probably look at Siakam out of those three guys. And then when I do go to the guards, I, I usually take Van Vliet. They're they're right next to each other. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, let's let's flip on over to the the Magic side. And we just mentioned a bunch of people out, a couple people come or one person coming back. Uh, where can you look at on the, on this side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Vucevic, that's that's a really good price at 8200 uh, 8, He could have been, you know, put marked at higher than that, uh, especially with Gordon out. So there's a little bit of value there. Uh, with Gordon out, also, the scoring load should be picked up by Evan Fournier, Cole Anthony, and Terrence uh, Ross. But uh, 
you probably don't want to trust Terrence Ross. So, I mean, I, if you want to give a look at Fournier at 6,300, you could. It's it's a it's a little high for me though, and uh, uh, Cole Anthony at fifty five hundred. I think I would take that risk if I could fit him in my lineup because, you know, he's a scoring first point guard, and uh, his last game with thirty two minutes, uh, he got thirty one DraftKings points. So if he can keep up that production, which he should be able to, uh, in this matchup, you know, he's gonna be playing against Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. So they're similar-sized point guards, and uh, the Magic are going to have someone that has to score the ball. But other than that, the lineup is pretty sketchy for the Magic. So you wouldn't really want more than... It, you either go with Vucevic or Cole Anthony, in my opinion. You, are you thinking Fournier or just those two also? Um, yeah, I, I don't know how much exposure I'll have to most of them, but yeah, Vucevic's in, in a very good matchup here um <clears throat> and he's only 8200 he's a lot cheaper than he he's been he was at over 9k a couple of games ago last game he was at 8.7 so he had a big big drop off on that there's there's value to be had at at him just just cracking over eight eight two that's a very good price tag mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll go him first and yeah i don't i'll probably won't get too much fournier though he's gonna have extra added responsibility so is Cole Anthony you mentioned all the people that are going to get it I, I like Cole Anthony's price tag slightly more but he's been very been very inconsistent and he's going to have a tough matchup with with uh, Lowry on the other side of the ball so I don't think I'll have too much exposure to him but I did mention two guys earlier that I might be having some extra exposure to depending on how they start this this lineup here um, is something that I want to be glued in on uh i want to know if they're going to play are they going to play big with are they going to start chem at power forward possibly or are they going to start gary clark and if if the if they do start uh birch and vucevic together that means mo bamba is going to get extra minutes he's probably going to play closer to high teens early 20s especially if it's a blowout i would expect but um and then you'll you'll see chuma okeki who's coming back also play a handful of minutes, probably not overextended in this first game, but those are guys that I'm looking at and just, just to see how this lineup shakes out in the in the front court because these guys are super cheap. Okeke's at the bare minimum 3K. Bamba's at 3,100. Uh, Birch himself, 4,200, and Gary Clark, 3,300. Uh, even if they start Gary Clark or Ennis uh, <clears throat> and go smaller, they're probably smart start uh, Ennis at small forward anyway, but even if they start Gary Clark, I still like Birch at – 4200 I think that's a very good price tag and he's gonna he's been seeing minutes next to Vooch for a little bit he played 26 in the last one mid mid 20s for the last four games I think that jumps up to about 32 minutes and at uh, this price tag he's I think he's gonna easily bring back value for you whether he starts or doesn't but if he does start that helps me um look at Mo Bamba a little bit more for a dart throw at bare minimum and that's a good point. If it's a blowout also, uh, that'll be good for Birch to get more minutes. Um, I don't really trust any of the other guys, Clark or Ennis, but one more, or or Bamba really, but one more sleeper uh, would be uh, Dwayne Bacon. You know, his last four games, he's gotten over 20 DraftKings points. So he's only at 3,800. That would be a great, uh, you know, roll of the dice also if you needed a cheap option. All right, man. Sounds good. Um, And let's jump on to this next game. And this is the game that I know everybody's going to be glued to the TV on. It is the Los Angeles Clippers at the Brooklyn Nets. We do have a 
do not have a spread for this one. I, we don't have a spread for three, and the last one is the game that might get postponed is the one we don't have a spread for. But we do have an injury report. And for the Nets, we have similar people. Shumpert, they just signed. He's not with the team. Dinwiddie's out for the year. Nicholas Claxton's not going to be back for maybe another month or so, closer to the trade, um, the all-star break, they said. And for the Clippers, we have... Nicholas Batum is now questionable. He missed the last game, uh, but he's questionable for this one. And Pat Bev is out again. Uh, but let's start with the away team in the Clippers. And we have two of the highest-priced guys on the slate on this side of the ball. And then we have three of the highest-priced guys on the slate on the other side of the ball. Uh, but on the Clippers side, man, where are you looking? And obviously we start with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, who would you pick out of those two? Can you play both? And if you're not going there... Where can you go uh, with with the rest of these guys? Uh, I never like playing uh, two guys on the same team unless they're like point guard or center. So I would have to choose either Kawhi or Paul, one of the two. And they're so similarly priced, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, so it's just a matter of your preference, really. Um, they're they're going to get around the same amount of points. They average forty six and forty three. So that's just your preference. The big key is. Um, you know, with Pat Bev out, Reggie Jackson has really been stepping up his game lately. He's pretty much like a guaranteed lock for good production, and that's not something we're used to saying about Reggie Jackson. I don't know what's gotten into him this year, but at 5,100, um, he would be a great value. Uh, Terrence Mann was uh, putting up numbers like that, but his last two games have been too scary for me to touch. So I would go with one of the big two and then Reggie Jackson. Other than that, I mean, you could look at uh, Avika Zubak, but I wouldn't. So I would go one of the big two of Reggie Jackson for the Clippers. What about you? Yeah, I don't mind the Reggie Jackson call at, at 5,100, knowing that this team really isn't playing much defense at all on the other side of the ball. They're playing some of the worst defense in ever yeah. uh, since since that trade, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, outside of them, uh, I don't mind – I'm probably going to get exposure to one of these two two big guys. I don't know exactly which one I want to lean towards yet. I'm thinking Kawhi Leonard right now. But this is a, a game that both of these guys are going to get up for. I'll see how they're looking and, and see if Batum is back. Batum kind of helps them roll. He helps Paul George a little bit, uh, get gets him cleaner looks and whatnot. So that's something I'll be eyeing into. Um, but I'm, I'm leaning more towards Kawhi Leonard and paying that extra 300 and depending on if it's just a um, positional flexibility thing that I need to go George on. But yeah, there's not too much outside of them that I'm uh, huge on. There's, But if Batum doesn't play, I don't mind looking at Marcus Morris at 4,700. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for this matchup, he should get extra minutes. They're not going to be playing Patrick Patterson on Kevin Durant as much. I don't think he's going to hit that 20-minute mark. But um, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind looking there. But if Batum plays, then I'm not too high on. It's just the ancillary pieces aren't there for the Clippers. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's it's slim pickings. I mean, you got Luke Kennard, but he really is just not a productive um, DraftKings player. So I, it, it would be a risk for Morris. I don't like Morris, but he could end up, you know, having a big game. That's that's a risk. If, you know, it could be well, uh, worth the risk. I think he has to play more minutes. If Batum doesn't play in this matchup, I think he Definitely. gets over 30 because he's 
best suited to guard Durant unless they go smaller and put Kawhi or, or Paul George, one of them, on him. Uh, but if they're not, they haven't been too uh, willing to do that much this year. So I think just Marcus Morris matches up much better than a slow Pat Patterson would. Totally, totally agree with that. But that's if Batum doesn't play. He's he's questionable, so we, we'll see about that one. Uh, but let's jump on to the other side of the ball, and we have even higher-priced guys. We have Harden, Durant, Kyrie. Uh, two of these guys clear the 10000 mark. One of them is nearly nine. And then we have Joe Harris is, is now getting up at 6 k and we have Jeff Green at 54 uh, Jordan at 49 Can't Are you going to play? Uh, pretty much it, it's hard to play more than one of these Nets guys, but if they're, it looks like Harden is – He's off the injury report. He missed the last game. Uh, but can you can you go to one of them knowing that all three of them are going to play? And can you look at the rest of the guys knowing that as of now, all three of them are going to be playing this one? Yes, I mean, you can't go wrong with either. Uh, you just obviously wouldn't want to pick either Harden and Durant. But um, for me, the value is in Kyrie at 8,800. Um, he can go off at any minute. You know, basically... He's getting around 40 DraftKing points uh, the last few games. But at any moment, you know he can get 50 or 60. So that would be the best risk for me. They already are pricing Durant and Harden like they're going to get 50 or 60. But you can get Kyrie for 2000 cheaper and get that same production possibly. And another guy um, I like his value is Jeff Green at 5400 He's been playing incredible. Like his last 10 games have all been you know, worthy of a start. And so at 5,400, if you wanted to take that, you know, option, he's a power four or center eligibility, you could go with that. But um, if you have the money to spend, you can't go wrong. I mean, Harden, you know, he can easily put up a triple-double, so you can get those stats in all three categories. But Durant's going to put up the points. But I really like Kyrie and uh, Jeff Green. What about you? Yeah, so I think... James or Harden has the best matchup in this. I think Kyrie's going to see a lot of Paul George. I would assume. Really? I, I think that's where it's going to go with Harden playing point guard. I think that Durant is going to see more Kawhi than we're thinking, especially if Batum plays. Batum can just slide and and go on uh, Joe Harris, especially in crunch time. Uh, so I'm not sure, but I don't really want to pay the 11K for. James Harden, knowing that there's some other guys on this slate that have higher upside, better matchup, and don't have to share the ball with two other superstars. So uh, that's the only negative thing for him. I think that if he was priced down near like 9-7, I would like him a lot more because I do think that he has he's going to be wind up wind up having the better of the matchups. Um, but it's tough for me, and I'll probably have more Durant exposure than than Harden exposure because of it, and I'll probably have the most Kyrie exposure just because you're getting that giant discount. Uh, he's not playing on the ball too much, but he is getting a, a good amount of assists still, and he's taking a ton of shots, and he's never been one to shy away from that. So I think uh, just pricing-wise, I'm going to be leaning more Kyrie than the other two guys. And yeah, I like how you mentioned Jeff Green. They've been playing him a lot. Uh, they probably do play more Jordan here, but uh, Sergi Baca can stretch the floor, and he's probably going to have to have Jeff Green go down there until they finally get some another big guy that can just uh, guard towards the perimeter or isn't DeAndre Jordan. Um, so I, I don't mind Jeff Green at 5,400 either if you're going a little cheaper. 
Outside of that, I'm not too high on everybody else. I would like if Joe Harris was back near 5K. But right now, with all three guys about to play that we know of right now, I can't really look at anybody else besides them. And and I don't mind Jeff Green just because he's playing a lot. Yep, totally agree. Uh, Bruce Brown was uh, putting some productive numbers up, but that's normally with one of the big three missing. So you can't really trust him either. So, yeah, Yeah. it's got to be one of the big three and Jeff Green more than likely. And we may get the news that someone's not going to play, but we don't know that at the moment. Right. Um, but, yeah, going on to the game three, man, we have these. this one starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we do have a spread for this one. This is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Indiana Pacers. We have a 220 over under, and the Pacers are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, the Grizzlies will be playing on the second night of a back-to-back. They are playing right now. John uh, ja Morant left the game briefly, returned. Um, <clears throat> I, I was one who I went to go pick up Tyus Jones really quick. I saw him limping off the court. And then he came back. But uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. And we have the Grizzlies on as uh, we don't have a um, injury report for the Grizzlies because they are playing. We might get a John Morant uh, questionable because he did leave for a moment, but we don't know for sure. Uh, and on the Pacer side, we have TJ Warren, Karis LeVert. They're not coming back anytime soon. Uh, and then we have everybody else is on a two-way contract. That is not playing. But let's start with the Grizzlies side, man. We see Ja at 75, and the injury report for him is going to be something that we're going to have to monitor. Right. Um, and then we're going to have to also monitor the injury report on J-Val uh, at 6,700. He didn't play on <clears throat> Monday, or but I'm not sure. He, he looked like he was going to play over the weekend, and then he was a late scratch. And then they didn't play on Monday, so that was very weird. Maybe it's a conditioning thing. Same with Grayson Allen. He looked like he was about to play, and then he was also still in COVID-19 protocols on Monday. Uh, So those are two people that were watching. Maybe it was because of the back-to-back. They just said, okay, we only want you guys for one because you haven't played in a while. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... Uh, those are that's going to be something to monitor. Hopefully, we have that news before the 8 p.m. tip-off time. Uh, and I, I guess I'll jump into the Grizzlies. I've been talking about them, but yeah, <laughs> if if J Val plays, he's gonna depends on how, what shape he's in and if he's ready for a full workload. Because if he is, 6700 is a very good price tag. Uh, this this is a guy yeah. that's normally in the mid mid 7k. I uh, I know. He's probably not going to play a full complement of minutes. And even then, that's still not a terrible price tag for him. And I, I wouldn't mind getting some shares. I just want to have the news on that beforehand, preferably. Uh, outside of him, if he doesn't play, we're going to get another Xavier Tillman start. And he's been playing pretty decently. He's now priced at 5100 He keeps going up. So it's not the gimme that he was a couple games ago when he was still in the mid mid 3Ks. And then we have we're going to have more minutes for Gorgi Zhang because this is a big matchup. Him and Brandon Clark need to play in this one. Um, but I won't. I don't love the price tags for these guys so much that they're playable now. That Zhang is is forty seven hundred now, so I'm not too high on him. But I'm finally seeing DeAnthony Melton get some minutes, and I am very excited about that. At forty five, I don't mind playing him if Grayson Allen is still out. Um, and then if Jay Val is still out, just shuffles the rotation a little bit. Uh, speaking of Grayson Allen, if he's still out and if John Morant is going to sit for some reason, if he wakes up sore in the morning, Tyus Jones is only 4,300. That's a fantastic price tag if, if we get that news. Um, but not huge on most of these guys. I would, if Grayson Allen's out again, 
I don't mind going back to uh, Desmond Bain at 3,500. Great price tag. Uh, this guy's playing a lot of minutes right now, and, and he's hitting his shots and, and doing a little bit of everything to bring you back value there. And then I guess we'll go back to Ja uh, at 75. Still a good price tag for him. Uh, but I do want to see, I know he's playing and he came back into the game, but I do want to see if that ankle swells up overnight before I can commit to that, knowing that there is a lot of high-priced guys on this slate in pretty good matchups. Yeah, you pretty much covered it all. I mean, the only thing I would say is Kyle Anderson. Uh, he's still out there, still being very productive, putting up good numbers, uh, getting 25 to 30 minutes a game. So especially if everyone is out or multiple people are out, uh, he's a great option at 5,700 at small forward or power forward. Um, other than that, you, you you covered the Grizzlies very well. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, and then we can jump on to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, if you want to jump on this one first, go be my guest, buddy. All right. The Pacers, um, the main one I'm looking at is Jeremy Lamb. Uh, he's getting his footing, feeding, footing back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, after the long layoff with the injury, his last two games, you know, he's ramping it up the minutes. Uh, he's getting around 28 uh, drafting points a game. Uh, only at 5,400, that's a really good price for him because he's only going to get more minutes, you know, as long as it's not a back-to-back. Uh, sneaky play at TJ McConnell, 5,000. He's been getting minutes, but that's I, I probably wouldn't trust that. So um, the best sneaky play is Jeremy Lamb for the Pacers. And obviously you have the big guys, Sabonis and Miles Turner. Miles Turner at 6,800. That's a little bit much for me because uh, he's still a little up and down for me. He's having a really good season and mainly a good defensive season. And that doesn't always show up in DraftKings points. Uh, and Sabonis at 8,700. You know, he should get you around 40 points, uh, DraftKings points. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is having an unbelievable season. He should be a lock for the All-Star game. So at 7,900, you know, I would I would love to play him a lot more than I would play John Morant at 7,500, um, like we were talking, because of Morant's injury tonight. You know, you're going to have Brogdon fully healthy, and he's a lock for 40-plus DraftKings points. At 7,900, that's a very reasonable price. Uh, you know, so, you know, if you're just looking at the slate and you see the stars, you're going to see Sabonis, John Morant, you know, uh, well, it's not many stars on Memphis, but <laughs> don't overlook Malcolm Brogdon. He's having an incredible season this year. And yeah, and I, I think Malcolm Brogdon is is the one guy I want to play on this team. He's finally, he's back under 8K and he's been 40 points the last four games at least uh, with with the upside to get more. So I, I'm I'm with Malcolm Brogdon. I'm going to have a lot of shares of him. Maybe the ceiling isn't there right now, uh, especially against a good Memphis team that is playing really well on defense. But uh, the floor is just super safe, man. And yeah. I, I know that if I play him, I'm not going to have the rug pulled out under me. I know I'm – the floor is sturdy, and I'm gonna be able, <laughs> I'm be able to walk across uh, a bridge, not knowing that it, it's fine. It's it's fine, and I'm I'm good on the other end. Whether it's uh, sunshine and rainbows on the other end, or just oh my gosh, here the, you <laughs> go. <laughs> analogy, or just <laughs> or just a a nice nice green. A nice okay, green, all right, okay. Green grass. <laughs> I like Malcolm Brogdon on this squad. Um, 
Well, listen, Every- what do you what do you have against Jeremy Lamb? You don't think it's a good matchup for him? I didn't even get there yet. I was talking you about said- <laughs> I said he'd be the one guy that I'm super safe. I'm definitely playing on this team. Uh, I don't mind Jeremy Lamb. I think the he's been playing pretty well. I don't for 5400, I'm not sold like 100% sold on it cuz I think we do have other options around there around that price tag. Sure. I think but I, but I think Brogdon in that high 7 uh, low eight is is probably my favorite play, and we might get to that later when I when we do the favorite play breakdowns. But um, yeah, I don't mind Jeremy Lamb either. I like him more than a McConnell. I wish McConnell was back to four K because he's playing pretty well. I like him more than his teammate Holiday McDermott. Um, so I don't mind him there, and he would be in my one of my player pools. But I think we have some other value around there that I, I'm not going to lock him in there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right, man, and let's get on to this other game. We got three games left here, and this is going to be the probably the highest scoring game of the night, unless the Clippers and Nets say something else. Uh, but we have a spread for this one, and it is the or I'll say the teams first: <laughs> the the Blazers <laughs> at the Wizards, two forty and a half uh, total, with a Wizards plus um, Wizards being the two point home favorites. On the injury report, we have nothing for the Blazers submitted, and on the Wizards, we have. Raul Nito out and Thomas Bryant out for the year. Uh, let's start with with the Blazers, and they also played tonight. They also got beat pretty handedly uh, by the, the by the Bucks. I don't think anyone left. Uh, anything happened too badly for them, but uh, we'll see how the injury report shakes out when they send it in. You will have an official one by 1:30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, if we have 1:30, 5:30, 8:30, they always have the injury reports, official injury reports sent out. But on the Blazer side, man, we have Lillard, and we have everybody else. Everybody but, else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. I'll just jump in first. Lillard at ten seven. The reason why I didn't when I said I really like Harden's matchup, I think he has the best one on the Nets. But there are some other guys, and the other guys specifically that we're paying up for in the elite category of over ten k is Damian Lillard, and this matchup screams wow. Uh, the Wizards play just as much defense as the Blazers, and that is not much. So this is going to be every bit of that 240 total, and probably even more. These guys are going to just go up and down the court. And if you look at the Blazers, you see C.J. McCollum's out, Nurkic's out, Derek Jones Jr. I know he's not a huge usage guy, but he's out. Zach Collins hasn't played yet. Uh, that's three, three of their five starters are not going to play in this game just like the last couple games. But, I mean, all the usage gets funneled into Dame. He just put up, uh, tonight he he only shot 6 of 13, 2 of 7 from 3, only had 17 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds in 27 minutes. But they got flat out beat. So I'm not putting any stock into that. And uh, pe- maybe people do put stock into that and see 10-7 and don't want any shares of him. But if you're going to pay up, he's the guy that you're, I mean, if you're going to pay, pay up to the elite over nearly 11K thing, he's the guy that I want. Knowing yeah. that the usage is there, the matchup is there, and everything else you want is there. Um, how do you feel about Lillard before we get into the other pieces? I totally agree about Lillard. You know, a lot of other teams, like we're talking about with the Brooklyn Nets, they have three guys. They, you know, they're all productive, but they still have to split, you know, share the ball, share the production. Damian Lillard does not have to. So he pretty much is a guaranteed lock to have, you know, an all-star caliber game you know, at every level with this, his points, rebounds, steals, all of that. So, I mean, he's probably the best lock at over 10,000. Um, 
out throughout the whole slate. Um, another moving down the lineup, you know, Enos Cantor has been playing well. I know you look at Enos Cantor on his DraftKings pro profile. He still got the Celtics uniform on. You probably <laughs> think when he was with the Celtics, he didn't even get off the bench, but he's being very productive with the Portland Trail Bladers. Uh, and he's only at 6,900. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna slide that right on through there. Anyway. Hey, I'm not. I'm not letting you slide. I heard. I, I heard. Uh, there was a lot of smack talking about myself on the last yeah, Tuesday true, podcast. True, true, Nothing's gonna true. get slid over here. <laughs> but yeah. since Nurkic has been out, even with Nurkic there, Cantor's been having a great season. With uh, Nurkic out, Cantor's been even better. Uh, he should get you close to you know. 38, 40 DraftKings points at 6,900. And Gary Trent is a name that you normally see, and you're like, oh, I'm not touching him. He's too inconsistent up and down. And, I mean, that's normally how he is, but his last three games without McCullum there, he seems to be finding the groove, and he's getting over, averaging over 30 DraftKings points a game. So he's a guy you can uh, you can, you can can take a risk on at 6,000. Then it gets murky after that. The only other guy I would mention is Anthony Simons. Uh, he's a little sketchy, but out of his last four games, the the three before this last one were all productive DraftKings games. His last game, he only got fourteen DraftKings points, but before that, uh, you know, he was he was getting on the roll there, so he could easily uh, have a good game this next game against Washington. You know, they're not a great defensive team, so he's at forty three hundred. That could be a little you know, sneaky play right there because he's filling the McCollum role. He just obviously is not as, as talented as McCollum, but he still can put up some points. Yeah, and I like the I don't I like Cantor too. I think he's a pretty solid play here. Sixty nine is still high for him, but that there's still value to be had here, especially in this matchup. The the Wizards front court is just bad. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be too brutal, but <laughs> I just said it's just bad. But yeah, uh, so there is still some meat left on the bone at sixty nine hundred. I know it, it is a high price tag uh, that you'd want to you normally don't want to pay, but there's still some some value to be found there. Uh, I I think Trent is solid. I just don't like the price tag. So at six K, I'll probably move down down the line on on this team and, and look at. Uh, Robert Covington, who's starting to play a little bit better, mm. didn't play great this tonight. At he shot two of nine, but he he did grab eight rebounds, got a couple assists, got a couple steals. Uh, in this matchup, again, the front court is bad. Rui is not a good defender, and at fifty two, I think he can bring back some solid value there. Um, I probably won't be going to Mello at forty seven, even though this is a type of matchup that he can just score around. So. Uh, um, I can see people going there, but I'll probably just pivot to Rocco for an extra of 500. Um, and then you keep going down the line. And you mentioned Simons. There was Hood. Um, Nasir Little, he just put up 30 points tonight. I know a lot of it was garbage time. They just got blown out. But he, he shot 11 of 18 tonight. He took the most shots on the team. He played 30 minutes, played tied for the most on the team. And he put up 30 points. Um, 30 real points. Yeah, 30 real points, I should wow. say. Thank you. Thank you for correcting <laughs> me on that. With with other stats, he had six boards, an assist, a steal, two two blocks. He made five of seven from three. Uh, but if he's going to play, and, and even before, he'd been starting the last couple games. He barely played the couple games before that. Maybe it was just the blowout, why he got extra run. but Or maybe that extra run where he just put up numbers makes him get more run in real time. And at a minimum salary of 3100 
He's wow. a guy that you can look at, especially in this matchup. Um, I'm not saying lock him into cash games, but as your a GPP pump play, 3,100 for a guy who's starting and has a matchup against the Wizards, you can do a lot yeah. worse than that. So yeah. I might have some, I'll have a few shares of, of little. I'm again, not, I won't totally trust him in cash, but uh, if you're not getting Lillard exposure, then he's one of the guys that I would be targeting as well, just because it's the Wizards and he had a great game last night. That is a great call. That is a great call. You definitely got to look out for that. Um, everyone needs to write that name down, Nazir Little. Uh, I remember when he was drafted by Portland, he was considered a steal of the draft, but since then he hasn't played much. So, yeah, you know, the injury to um, Derek Jones Jr. and CJ McCollum is going to open up some playing time for him. They should give it to him. So, definitely uh, check the check the lineup uh, tonight and see. If he's starting, especially wow, that's that's a steal of the night, thirty one hundred. Yeah, that's a it's a big one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, and then we flip on flip on to the other side. We have two other high price guys with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. West looked healthy last game, and yeah. if he's healthy at ninety one hundred, I'm going to have a lot of shares of him. I'm going to have more of him than Kyrie Irving. Uh, he's probably going to be one of my favorite high price plays if he looks healthy again, not just because he dropped 41 on the nets in a game that I know he got up for seeing James Harden and, um, KD KD playing together on the same team against him, but he's probably, he's going to want to get up again for this game against Lillard. Who's still talking about sending him, him and his thunder team home in the playoffs a couple of years (laughs) ago. He's going to be pissed for this one, and at 9,100, you're getting a discount from the other top guys. Again, the Blazers don't play defense. Lillard is one of those guys who is not a great defender. And at 91, if this guy is healthy and going to play 34 minutes, not be the limited Westbrook we were seeing for a few games, man, that's a fantastic price tag. And not if he doesn't, he if he does, he's not going to drop 40, but he could get close to a triple double again and easily get you back value. Uh, I'll have more shares of him than Beal for that $800 difference, but uh, there are more point guards that I like than shooting guards, so maybe there's a, a change there. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely like me some Westbrook. How about yourself, man? Uh, I It's hard for me to trust Westbrook. I mean, he had the game of the season, uh, you know, his best game of the season with 73 draft game points. I don't think he's going to, you know, reproduce that. Uh, you know, again, back to back. So I think I would rather have Bill than Restbrook. But you know, it's just a matter of personal opinion. Either one I should. I think be you called fine. him Restbrook. <laughs> he does yeah, rest a lot. I he's like gonna it. be resting <laughs> probably against <laughs> the the Portland Trailblazers. So um, no, I mean it, it's a high price. I'd rather play Dame at ten seven than Russ at ninety one, and you know, go, fill my lineup in other ways. But you know. Was, do you want to make a bet, Santino? Is this what you want to do again? I don't think you want this again. What's that? <laughs> uh, you're going to say Westbrook, and I'm going to say Beal is going to have a better game? No, I think Beal's going to have a, a really good game, too. I just like Westbrook at 9,100. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, it's yeah, probably... other than that, it's, it's not many Wizards that I trust. Um, I like Ish Smith at 4,500. He just recently had his first game back from injury slash COVID and got automatically 32 drafting points and the wizards had the be- their best game of the season so i think they're going to going to want to keep giving him minutes 
and, uh, you know, fitting him in there. And he played with Russ last game. So it's not just like you need Russ out of the game for Ish to be productive. So I think he is probably the only other sleeper I would like to have on there other than uh, Mo, Mo Wagner. His last game, he had 30. But the game before that, he had 4.5. So, I mean, you just never know with him. You would think, like I said, after their best game, their best, their team's best game of the season, they would stick with that lineup. But it's a little risky for me. So that's all I would look at on the Wizards. Yeah, I'm only looking at uh, the two guys and then Wagner, I think, uh, or Wagner, uh, 3,800. This is a good matchup for him, and I think he's the guy that should be playing more uh, over over Len and, and Rolo in this particular matchup. He can stretch the floor better than them, and bringing Enos Cantor out of the paint, which he's not even a good rim protector anyway, but making him even more uncomfortable is a nice thing to do in this matchup. So I would, I, I think Wag, Wagner can be a guy you can look at, but I don't know if they necessarily do that, and they probably chop up all the minutes. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that you can fully trust, but it's something to keep an eye on. Definitely. And, um, yeah, and, and if you do want to make that bet, let's make it a uh, value-based thing because you're, you're getting a, a rock-solid $800 extra out of here. And Whatever. Whatever you want to do. I think what, Westbrook what is, has a better do? value game. I'm with it. Let's do it. Put it on All the floor. Right. <laughs> I like it. Um, and then let's go to the last two games. But before we do that, I do have to pause this show for one quick second and let you guys know about the bruise letter. Uh, if you were looking at your email today, you saw the first bruise letter of the season. It took a little bit, but we got it and we got it for every team. It was a massive newsletter. Uh, and this is exclusive content, guys, that you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on any social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Enjoy. And it was a massive email. And I also want to shout out the DFS pass. So, and the fantasy pass. We still, we think these are the best deals in the industry. Uh, the fantasy pass is just $4.99 per month and it has all your in-season tools. And the DFS pass is only $1.99 a month. Uh, and it has all the articles you're going to need. It has the best thing that I, I personally think is the Discord chat to where you get the latest break, breaking news and how to switch your lineup, and we answer all your questions uh, that you have all the way up to lock and then even after that. But uh, with the season that we have this year with everything changing on a dime and in the last second, and we just saw it again uh, last night or to late earlier today, I should say, because we're almost there. Uh, we're almost into – we're about near midnight here in the Eastern t- Standard Time. But um, we saw the Pistons and Nuggets get canceled three minutes before tip-off. Uh, really ruined everybody's lineup who had it because there was no other people to pivot to. That was the last game of the night, and they waited. But the Discord lets you see where we change our stuff because we're doing this a little bit early. And then when things change and, and go crazy, we have to tell you guys um, – I'll tell you where we think the usage and what's not's going to go, but the Discord is awesome and uh, it's something that you guys are going to would love. I would you guys would love if you if you joined it. Um, but will let's get back onto the last two games of the night. The last two games are at ten, both ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Boston Celtics 
at the Golden State Warriors, and we do have a spread for this one. 225 is the total, and the Celtics are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Uh, we'll start with the Celtics, and we'll start with the two big guys, Tatum and Brown. And uh, We have Brown under 8K, finally, uh, for what feels like forever. Uh, and then we have Kemba Walker creeping up there at 6'7". But we won't have Marcus Smart for this one, so where do you see the usage go, and, and who do you think gets the bump off the bench or who do you think starts in Marcus smart spot? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I think the main use is going to be at Kimba Walker. I know a lot of people are going to be looking at, man, he went one for 12 last game and missed the game winning shot at the end of the game. But I think he will bounce back and have a good game, uh, you know, and be worth the price of 60 at 700. Uh, and not many people are going to be playing him also if you're factoring that in. Uh, so, and, because Marcus Smart is out, he's going to have to lift the load a little bit more. Uh, and Peyton Pritchard is out. I mean, I don't know who's going to get the minutes. I think it should be Nes- Naismith, but, I mean, they're not wanting to play him. Who do you think is going to fill the Marcus Smart role? I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> Jeff crazy. Teague gets played, or, or they just go super big uh, again and then have Kemba, Brown, Tatum, Tice, and Thompson starting. That's what they had in the beginning. But you switched Kemba out for Smart, and that's that was their starting lineup earlier in the year. Uh, so maybe they go back to that. Maybe they play more uh, semi-pro Ojolei. Uh, I don't know, but because <laughs> yeah, they they haven't really extended, they haven't played much of Kemba and Teague together uh, since he's been back, and they really don't want to play Naismith that much. Uh, so we'll see exactly. For some what reason, happened. I mean, <laughs> they drafted him. They drafted him in the first round. You might want to give him some minutes. You know, it could help you out in the playoffs, but. Who knows and, what Boston's up to? And he's been pretty good. And they have a lot of front court options if they do that. They play Grant Williams a good amount. Uh, they have Robert Williams off the bench. So they they, they might just go bigger. Um, and the the Warriors play a bit big anyway. They have Ubre was playing better as a, a a four than a three last year, and now he's back to the three. They have Draymond. They don't have Wiseman, but they'll probably start Looney. So maybe they just play bigger for a couple games until they yeah. reevaluate Marcus Smart, and they can in this matchup. Uh, so that's something that I'll keep an eye on. And if they do, ah, uh, man, I really like Daniel Tice as a center much better than a power forward uh, next to Tristan Thompson. I was going to say I, I like him at his 5K price tag, and I really like that. But if now, now I'm thinking more, if they go with the bigger lineup, I don't know if I really want to play him at 5k he just thompson eats up the paint he doesn't do much outside of the paint yeah he grabs a lot of rebounds and he kind of hurts tice's value he's tice will still be pretty good in real life but not much so in fantasy uh so i think i'll probably go uh more more jalen brown in this one mm-hmm. uh, but I don't, I don't want to pay those price tags too, too much, even though all these matchups are pretty good. I think Kemba Walker, like you mentioned, is in a, in a pretty good spot at 67. Uh, probably the the best spot of the three just because of the price tag. Yeah. Um, but I do like some a few point guards on this slate, so I don't know how much exposure I'll, I'll have to him. Um, and it's just yeah. unfortunate. This is a good matchup for these guys. I, I do think Jason Tatum, you know, I didn't really mention him, but at 8,600, uh, you know, he's going to, if anyone's going to shoot the ball more, I think it'll be him. You know, he's averaging around 18 to 20 shots a game. He can get four or five more shots uh, against the Warriors, you know, to fill in that Marcus Smart production. So 
Jalen Brown is kind of, you know, he's a little more unselfish, especially with Kemba back. You know, it seems like they're trying to find their groove. And Jalen was playing, you know, ridiculous, but he's still playing well. But last game he had 30. He's one of his lowest um, DraftKings value points was his last game with Kemba, you know, getting back into production. Uh, but uh, I, I think Jason Tatum at 8,600 would be worth that price also. Yeah, I, I don't mind Tatum either. I think, I mean, he's always a, a good option to take. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many high-priced guys on this matchup with that uh, I don't know how many times I'll be going there, but he's in a great, very good matchup too, whether he's going up again at the he's starting at the three or the four. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what about on this Golden State side? We have Draymond Green. He, I believe he got bumped up to probable before we jumped on. Uh, and then we have James Wiseman missing at least a week to 10 days. Uh, Eric Pascal, I believe, is probable as well. Uh, did I not? Oh, I didn't read the injury report for these guys. Silly me. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Eric. Well, we have Pascal and, and Draymond Green both probable. Uh, everybody else we already know has been out, except Wiseman's out now. I just mentioned him. Uh, and then the other guys that are out are on the two-way. Uh, but on the uh, on the Warrior side, man, can you play Seth in this matchup? Or if you can't go Seth, can you go to many of these other guys? Uh, ha, ha, I get to call you out. You said Seth, not oh, Seth. Oh, I said Seth. Can you? <laughs> wow, I, I, I looked at the wrong Curry. Can you play uh, Steph? I definitely think you can play Steph, especially with Marcus uh, Smart out because he's the agitator. You know, now you just have Steph versus Kimba, and uh, that's a lot easier matchup for him. And, you know, he's just going to have to put up the points because uh, with Wiseman out, Draymond probable, you know, Draymond's not going to shoot that much. Uh, so, and Oubre shouldn't be shooting that much the way he's been playing lately. So um, to keep up with Boston's, uh, you know, offensive game and their great defense, I think Steph is going to have to do a lot. It'll probably be a one-man show. I really like Wiggins. He's having a great uh, season this year. Uh, it's a little risky at 6,400, but, you know, he's been having a good season. I would not touch Oubre. And I do like Draymond, actually. With Wiseman out, that makes me feel more comfortable playing him. And, uh, you know, he steps up in primetime games against good teams. So, other than that, I wouldn't touch anyone else on this team. Yeah, I uh, don't don't hate Draymond, especially if uh, Tice is out there. At 4,900, that's a pretty solid price tag. I don't know how much Curry I'll get. I like so many guys on the slate uh, in, in different matchups. <clears throat> but I'll, if I play about 20, I might have two shares of Curry. I'm going to have slight, <laughs> There's a slight, lot of good point guards playing tonight. Yeah, there's just so many good point guards, but I'm just not going to have too much, too many shares of Curry here. Uh, even though, just like Tatum I mentioned, I, I like both these guys, and I think they're both solid. I'm just not going to have so much exposure to the top end of this game. Uh, but... I will well, be looking. Quick, quick question: uh, Who do you think will have a better game, Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving? Or you think they'll be similar? Because their Irving. price range is around eight hundred dollars difference. Yeah, the eight hundred dollar difference would lean me towards Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the matchup type of thing. But <clears throat> I also don't mind going Curry. But out of those three, I'm going to go Westbrook more in in the right in the middle of both those price tags. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, but the guys that I'm looking at. On these 
on this warrior side are the goofy guys in the front court. And yes, I said goofy guys. I'm looking at Kevin, Kevin Looney and, oh, no. uh, <laughs> and I hate Eric Pascal. I don't I like him, but without Wiseman, he's probably going to play around 20 to 24 oh, minutes. No. And at 3,400, he can bring back value there for you. Another guy, if you're digging deep in the bargain bin. And same with uh, EP out there at 3,500. He should be seeing extra minutes as well. Um, and maybe he even gets the start. One of those two are going to start, and then whoever doesn't is going to get more shots and more opportunity without Wiseman. Uh, while Wiseman hasn't been playing a great deal of minutes, his usage and 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 those minutes are are something that uh, this team needs, especially if Boston goes a little bit bigger. They're going to need the size of Looney and Pascal, uh, so I don't mind looking mm. at that direction. We mentioned quite a few people in the under 4K range that you could look at, and I think these two are two other guys that can throw in the pool um, and have a little bit safer of a 20 to 24 type minute roll. Uh, so I don't mind there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm throwing up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't blame you. It's, they're not the prettiest of names. And I, I started off with the goofy guys in the front court, <laughs> but uh, they do have a safer role than most, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause you know, if you look at on the other side at Robert Williams, you know, he's around that same, uh, price range at 3500 but like you said you just don't know what role they're gonna play so yeah with Wiseman out Pascal or Looney will be getting more minutes but I mm, it's it's rough that's the hard one to swallow right there if the Celtics do decide to go big in this one uh that does do also help Robert Williams as the the main backup big but they'll probably also play Grant Williams a lot too so it's crazy that Robert Williams is probably the most talented big they have on their team and they, they're using them as a, their third center but my I, I think uh tice is really is a really real good glue guy but the upside for dfs is easily with robert williams yeah yeah um yeah but let's jump on to this last game we don't have a spread for this one and likely so i don't even know if it's going to play so we don't have to crush ourselves with this one but we have the detroit pistons at the utah jazz uh and this starts at 10 p.m. We don't have an injury report for the Pistons. They were supposed to play tonight. And there is nobody but Elijah Hughes and a couple G League guys on the injury report for the Jazz. Uh, neither of them are playing. But let's start with the Pistons. If this game does play, can you look at some of these guys? Uh, we see Grant all the way down to 7K. He was huffing and puffing over mid 8.5K not too long ago. Uh, but can you look at any of these guys? Uh, definitely. I mean, I like Grant. He's been having, you know, borderline all-star year. His last two games, his production was down. But, I mean, I I believe in him, and I think that will tend to, you know, rise back up. And at 7,000, it's not that huge of a risk. It's not like he's at eight or 9,000. Um, everyone else you would think is a big risk. But if you look at DeLon Wright, he's really been playing well oh, probably over the last nine games. Uh, normally, he is a guy that shows up one game, then he's gone five or six games. Then he shows up again, you know, and everyone expects big things of him, and he just disappears. But this role with the Pistons this year, they're starting to give him minutes. The Pistons are playing veterans. You know, they have a bunch of young guys, but they are sticking with the veterans like DeLon Wright and Wayne Ellington, Blake Griffin, you know, and, and not playing the rookies like Sadiq Bey and, uh, you know, Sable. I think that's his name, Sable, another rookie they drafted. Saban Lee, yeah. And um, so Sable, Sable. <laughs> I'm thinking an, about an uh, old, old wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
but yeah, so um, I I think Delon White is is trustworthy at six thousand. You know, he should he should be safe, uh, have a safe floor to get you thirty around thirty DraftKings points. Uh, I don't trust Blake Griffin, and uh, at five thousand, you can look at Wayne Ellington, but his last game would probably scare anyone off. What do you think? Yeah, I don't mind Grant at seven K. We're finally getting him closer to uh, where we can bring back value here so I, I don't mind looking there I don't also mind looking at Derek Rose and Josh Jackson uh, not so much Jackson because he hasn't been getting the minutes lately but Rose at 45 I mean that's just I know he hasn't played much minutes in the last three is uh, four especially 20 minutes tops in the last four but still at 45 uh, that's very very cheap he's the cheapest guy until they go are on the team until they go to all the rookies. Like it goes from him, then Isaiah Stewart at 33. So they're, if he can get back to 26 minutes, 45, he could easily eat value there. Uh, but I'm really honestly not looking at many people in this entire matchup because I don't know yeah. if it's going to be played. If I don't have any news on this game before lock, I'm not touching them. I'm not getting tricked <laughs> like the, the night before. I know that the Pistons came back with an inconclusive test and that's why they, they didn't play. But when it happens three minutes before lock, uh, you can't fool me again twice. So I'm going to be very cautious going into tomorrow on this game in particular uh, in, in, before I can lock anybody in. And that's on both sides because if this game yeah. doesn't play, uh, then I'm kind of taking away value from other places that I, I could be going. And I can only pivot to that Boston-Golden State game. Totally agree. Uh, and, and the other rookie they had is um, Isaiah Stewart, who I think that, that should be starting at center for Detroit, but it'll eventually come by the end of the year because Plumlee is just, I don't know why they paid Plumlee over Christian Wood. So anyway, we're going to move on to Utah. And is there anyone on Utah that you're interested in playing? Because it's looking kind of rough over there too. I mean, at 7-6, I wouldn't mind playing Mitchell. But again, I'm just not so sure about this game and I guess you can throw in Mitchell and if he doesn't play if you have an extra 200 you can go right to Jalen Brown but that means um, you'd have to have him in your util it just very is very makes me very nervous to know that I could be playing these guys and it not happen but again hopefully we have that information by 6 30 ish so we can have time to see all the other late breaking news and make changes uh, if this game does play, I think Mitchell at 7-6 is, is really solid value, hoping that this game stays close. If it doesn't, they're not going to overextend him or or Gobert or Conley. Uh, maybe they extend uh, Double B just because they want to get him back continuing in this groove. They'll probably maybe extend Jordan Clarkson. But I don't want to pay near 6K for either of those guys. I'll probably not just not have too much exposure to this team if it does get played because I don't know how close this game is going to be. Um, the Pistons have been playing more competitive against better teams, so we can hopefully rely on that. And uh, I would have the most exposure to Mitchell on this squad. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell did get a concussion recently. And, uh, you know, his last game, his production was very down. So I don't know if, you know, he's still feeling some effects from that. So that if, that, if you wanted to sway away from him, because of the – possibility that this game could be postponed but also the fact that Mitchell could be you know still recovering from that concussion because his last two games have not been like the Donovan Mitchell we've been expecting you know to see 
Um, and other than that, I don't really like anyone besides Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, been very productive, uh, especially his last four games. And I thought last game his uh, production would drop off because, you know, he was ramping up while Mitchell was out and another player was out too. Um, but then they came back and he still had a really good game. So he's clearly a key factor on their team uh, to just be putting up solid production that you can count on. It's not going to be anything too amazing, but if you just need something solid at 5,200, uh, I mean, it's a little higher than you probably would want to play but you could take that risk and play him if you needed to. I probably wouldn't, but that's just a name that you can keep in mind. All right. I like it. Um, And before we end this, I do want to throw a little tier challenge, not a challenge, but uh, we had a a guy on Twitter said, maybe we should try this. And and myself and uh, Chuck did it the other night. And I, I I liked it. I think myself and Aaron did this too, Uh, but let's try this here. And, and, see let's go by tears so throw us throw us the viewers one of your favorite and i'm going to put you on the spot i'm going to ramble a little bit i'm going to say it and then ramble <laughs> so you have time to think but i uh, want to see one of your favorite expensive plays and then we'll go to mid-tier and value plays um but let's start with with the top guys and who is your favorite expensive play if you had to just throw one of them out there that at the moment obviously things change as we get more news as things uh li- even little things that change throughout the day but right now if you're if you're paying up for somebody, who would it be? And it could be any anybody over eight K. Who's your your favorite guy to pay up for? Anybody over eight K? Okay. Well, see, I can't say Brogdon at seventy nine hundred because <laughs> he's a hundred off. But I think Damian Lillard, like we mentioned before, you know, he is the the whole engine to this train. Uh, he should have you know a guaranteed amazing game. He's just been killing it this year. He's probably going to be a starter. I think this is his first time he would start for the All Star. Uh, game so definitely Damian Lillard all right yeah and and if you're paying paying top dollar I'm going with Lillard too Uh, but outside of there you 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 took that one I'm going to go Westbrook if I'm paying another expensive price I think I'm going Westbrook right on the other side of the ball getting both point guard exposure to that game I think is going to be a nice touch Uh, and if I can't then I guess I'll I don't mind Beal as well but if I can get two point guards and, and still have room for all the other point guards <laughs> that I like <laughs> on the slate, I'll probably or I like both of those guys there, and he would be my favorite uh, non Lillard pay up spend there. But let's go to the mid tier. Now we're gonna go any under eight K, and I'm gonna go first because you're about to steal my guy. I like Brogdon here. I think, <laughs> I think uh, I, I, we're we're on the same page with the guys we like, but I like Brogdon here at seventy nine. I just well, for the reasons that we mentioned before, the Grizzlies are a really good de- defense, uh, but he's just super safe, man. The the floor is there, and I don't have to worry about him putting up a dud because even on his duds, he's going to still bring back near value or or exceed it. So I, I like Brogdon there as well. Uh, how about yourself? All right, that's okay. That's all right. I got to back up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is too low or not, but Reggie Jackson at 5,100, we were talking about him. Uh, so, you know, he's pretty much with Pat Beverly out, you know, like we said, he's pretty much his last four games with Beverly out. He's been getting pretty much between 30 and 45 DraftKings points. So that's a great option for you too. All right, man. And now let's throw out one of your favorite value plays. Uh, So 
in the, in the I usually say under 4K. We do have a, a lot of options under 4K, but we'll throw out a little, little breathing room, about 4.5K and under. Who would be your favorite uh, value play on this slate? I got you, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little shot. I'm not going to steal your guy. I'll see, no, you go first because I have someone that I don't want to steal your guy, so go ahead. No, no, you go first. Cause there, okay. There are... <laughs> <laughs> well, my guy is Utah Watanabe. What did you call him? What's his nickname? Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> you know, uh, as long as Norman Powell is out, because OG is also out, I think at 3,700, you know, he's small four, power four eligibility. He should have a productive game with all around stats. I think that's worth the risk. And if you don't say who I think you'll say, I'll mention him after you name yours. Yeah, so uh, it all depends on the, the status of John Morant. Because if he doesn't play, Tyus Jones at 4-3, you're, you're finally getting him at good price. Uh, if he doesn't play, I think if we're going slightly over 4K, I think uh, Birch Beer at 4,200 is a solid play. I think you should see over 30 minutes in this one. Uh, but we mentioned a couple guys in the mid-3Ks, low low 3K range. I think uh, one of the guys, Nasir Little, is in a solid matchup against the Wizards. And That's he's, the one. He's pretty much free money or not free money, but a free spot here. He's the bare minimum, just over the bare minimum at 3,100. Uh, if he's going to see 20, 24 minutes at bare minimum, that's just uh, with the ability that he's shown tonight. And obviously you're not expecting 30 points from him. Right. You might not, you're not even, you might not even get 15, but at 3,100, if he can grab you 11 points, six rebounds or four rebounds, a steal, a block, or just a couple, couple stuff, get you 25 DK points at 3,100. That's awesome. And then anything else he does more than that is just for free money at that point. But yeah, 3,100, that's a, a very good price tag for a guy who's in a starting lineup right now. See, I know you. I knew where you were going with that. I didn't want to steal your guy. <laughs> no, I, I like Guantanamo Bay, too. That's a solid. I think I think we're pretty much on the same page here, except you're hating on, on Russ. And, and Russ, we trust today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. Um, but before we head on out of here, we did spend a little bit of extra time there. But is there anything else you want to let the viewers know before we say goodnight? Uh, definitely, just like we said, it's a lot of, you know, Late game change-ups, could be postponements, this person in and out of the lineup. Check us out on the Discord, you know, ask any questions you would like, and we'll try to get you all the latest breaking news. And you also can hit us up on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at William is Bill and Santino. You can hit him up. He'll let you know his. Yeah, mine is at Santino Cacone. Uh, it's it's at S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. And yeah, I guess the the late breaking news is something huge to to follow. Uh, if you're in the Discord chat, ask questions. Hey, where do you like from this, and so on and so forth. Uh, but one thing that I do want to say, another thing that I want to uh, reiterate that we kind of touched on before, this Detroit Utah game that might have a cancellation. If you're playing cash, I would caution away from that just because if they're not playing, uh, maybe I know DK was given refunds. Uh, with with the things that happened last night but uh it's just not something that you want to take but if you're playing gpps and you're playing tournament chances uh a lot of people are probably going to be shying away from it just like myself but if you're playing tournament chances that's a way to differentiate yourself just in case they do play and someone goes off you'll probably have a lot lower ownership than normal in that so i would take some chances there but in cash you want to be safe as king 
and that's where I'm going to be just completely avoiding it for the most part. I shouldn't say completely, but about 90%. I don't want much to do with it in cash games, uh, but in GPPs, I'll, I will take my chances. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and if, if I have to say one more thing before we close out, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good one. Uh, if, you know, you listen to the show, the DFS show daily, you know, Mike Apatria, you know, he's going through some family issues. So just keep him in your prayers. And, you know, we uh, just show him any support you can. So just wanted to get that out there. All right. Yeah, you were right. It is a good one. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that one. But, um, all right, buddy, This that's it for our February 2nd Tuesday edition. We will catch you again tomorrow, and everybody, good luck and good day. I was going to say night, but it's going to be the daytime by the time you hear it, for the most part. <laughs> All right. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.